Hi, well, I'm uh, joined today by Mick Collis, who's most likely got one of the best rugby podcast sites in the world of rugby. Uh, and, uh, and I've been on there on one occasion and thoroughly enjoyed myself. So I just thought I'd catch up with Mick to find out what might be a few of his secrets, any pointers that he may be able to give me. He's across in Western Australia. Um, they say the West is best. I'm not quite sure at the moment what you think. I'll ask you about <laughs> that in a minute. Um, yeah, but g'day, Mick. How are you? I'm very good. And uh, yeah, always nice to catch up with you. Yeah. So um, as I said, I, I've uh, just ventured into this podcasting world. Just like a couple of ask you a couple of questions. How, how do you, what do you use to record your podcasts? Well, it's funny. So we started. So we started doing the rugby rap. Is the um, is the podcast that yes. I've got, and we 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 started doing that. Um, so the Western Force got kicked out of Super Rugby, and we're starting their Global Rapid Rugby. So we thought there's obviously a very strong um, supporter base for rugby over here. So we thought we'd we'd do a podcast. So I got Mitch Hardy, who's a former Wallaby that lives over here in Perth now, and Heath Tessman, uh, who was playing at the time and was kind of transitioning away from rugby. So the three of us decided we'd we'd do the podcast. And when we first started, we actually we we just used a room up at the Western Force offices. I bought a little um, podcast microphone, and the the three of us sat around a table to to do the podcast. And we'd done that about twice, and then COVID hit, and we weren't allowed to sit in the same room as each other. So we thought that's going to be the shortest podcast in the history of rugby. But then we discovered like a lot of people have discovered Zoom and different online platforms. So we started to do it via Zoom. And now, even though we're, we're actually able to sit in the same room, we actually prefer not being in each other's company. And we decided, <laughs> to, just keep, we decided to keep doing it with Zoom. But we have done a couple. Uh, we've done a couple in front of a live studio audience where oh, right. we've taken, taken some gear out and done it at a corporate office, which was a great – that was run by um, – Rugby Network Australia. So we, we were sort of the, the guest act and we did, hosted a panel which became our, our podcast. So yeah, so to cut a very long story short, we now use Zoom because it records for us and it's a, it's a pretty handy little piece of software. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, and, I, and I've um, landed on Zoom after trying a couple of other places and it seems to work okay. Um, I get little tips from various people on how to use it. Um, the first one I did with um, Sean Fitzpatrick, which is up on my um, uh, YouTube site, um, I didn't realize that you could actually set up side by side. So, you know, anyway, I'm, I've now got that sorted out. Yeah, we're, we're still learning as we go. It's, uh, it's, yeah. it's funny. Yeah, I'm certainly not uh, technologically advanced and neither is Tessman or Mitch Hardy. So, um, yeah, we stumble along. <laughs> we stumble along. Say good day to the boys from me too. I mean, you oh, know, I will they're, do. They're good guys. Um, yeah, yeah. So, do you do you live stream or do you um, do you record and then send it out? Yeah. So at this stage, we we recorded a Wednesday, which is handy because the teams get announced on the Wednesday, so yeah. we were able to sort of run through the teams. And uh, at this stage, we just do the audio. So, so again, Zoom it records it all for us, and so we just get the the file, and then I sort of I, I chop that up so i put a bit of intro music into it and um we've got a couple of little promotions that we do so there's a bit of music sting just just during it but we don't we don't live stream again that's something we've thought about doing but we're not sure how to do that no, at this stage. I. I don't want to <laughs> i don't want to go there you know it looks like yeah and, and i think we, um, we try we we pretty much run it 
like I don't edit it at all, I, apart, apart from putting the music at the start and, and end. But if if we stuff up, like last night, I stuffed up. I was reading it the wrong week in terms of um, previewing the following weekend's games, and I had the wrong week, so I yeah. cut that out and we redid that. But generally, it's pretty much as it is, so it's it's very rough and ready. But um, we we don't. A lot of people do the video side of it as well. We we haven't been game to do that yet. And sometimes, you know, Heath Tesman, he likes getting the guns out and wearing singlets, and we think oh, we've yeah. got to have a dress. We've got to have a dress standard. So if we if we get our act together in terms of what we're wearing, we might do a couple where we actually record it. And because Zoom does record it, record yeah. the pictures as well. As well, and we yeah. might stick it up on a YouTube channel um, as you suggested, and and maybe have that as a every now and then a, for a special a special time we might record it and um, yeah, yeah, show yeah. Our ugly faces. Well, I mean, if uh, if he's that way inclined, you might increase the number of women followers, mate, if yeah, you put it on video. <laughs> You know? That's true. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. So, so what do you use to um, to edit it then? After so, so there's a, a, a pro- so there was Audacity which I started using first, which is a yeah. really good program for um, sound. And then there's another one called I found a thing called Mixpad because Audacity kept crashing on me. And I don't know whether I think it was just my computer, but it's a thing yeah. called Mixpad M I X P A D, and you've got to you buy that um, again. It's not it's not a, a, a massive expense and for the just again because we just do the audio so yeah. it's this great program it, it, you just drop the audio in and and you can sort of cut it and slide stuff around again i i'm, I'm learning as i go but it seems to be a, a pretty easy way to do it and when you load a clip and then it says load a recent clip so any of those music stings you don't have to try and find them again that it no, sort of holds it in, in its memory somewhere and just um and drops in so oh. so yeah what well, i find mixpad is the thing that i use um just to yeah to chop it up and and then it just lets you save as an mp3 and then buzzsprout is the uh platform or the hosting platform that we yeah. upload our sound file onto when it, it sends to send it out to all the places it's meant to go to oh yeah i use rss um okay which, which is not the actual rss that we normally think about but it's just a special an organization which is like buzzsprout um, yeah okay and uh yeah they said because I, I i actually do videos but i i also i've got a little um audio thing which will you just drop the video into it and it'll take the audio out for you and make okay. it into an mp3 so i've spent okay. a bit of yeah. time cruising around around the internet and uh yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm actually in, enjoying it. Really, it's it's good fun. You know, it's it um, is good fun. It yeah. is good fun. It's look, it's a good excuse to you know catch up with some mates or catch up with someone, yeah. an interesting guest that you wouldn't normally get to spend some time with, and you have a half hour chat about rugby or whatever it might be. It's uh yeah, it's great fun. Yeah, absolutely. On rugby matters, how are the force going this year? I'd, I'd say that they're not living up to the expectation that we had. I, I think everyone got pretty excited last year with the Western Force making that the semi-final for the first ever time, and we thought that they'd build on that. But they they haven't really been able to put together a full eighty minutes. Again, you know, it's been COVID's been hard for everyone, but yeah. uh, it, it's kind of when the Force went away, and then they weren't sure how long they're going to be on the road for. Then they've come back, and then they've had the back across the East Coast again. So it's been a bit disruptive. But look, they're a team that's they're used to adversity. They've had that the last couple of years. So I just think they can't, they can't seem to play for 80 minutes. And, you know, we saw even against the Waratahs last week, they're, they're good in phases and they can hang in there, but they just can't, I don't know. They, they haven't put a, a game together. I think when they do, they'll be good, but at the moment they just, they can't do it. And they still, 
they, they can't execute things properly. They get they give themselves opportunities, but then they they don't you know take points when they're on offer. And so, as from a fan's point of view, it's a bit frustrating because we know that they can play well, but at the moment yeah. they they're just not playing as well as, as we'd like them to play. But then they're not the worst performing team, are they, from Australia at the moment? I think that accolade goes to um, I think the rebels. Team, have, the rebels have got. I've got yeah. that one sign up, yeah. Which yeah. is, uh, but again, you know, the the rebels. Um, I mean, yeah, this year they're they're not they're not playing well, but in the past couple of years they've been pretty good. You know, they 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 were almost the Western Force bogey side because the Force had a lot of trouble trying to beat the Rebels in and times when they've needed to win to you know to make the semi or make the four, whatever it might have been. The Rebels have always beaten them, but luckily this year the Western Force did beat them. But yeah, the Rebels going through a bit of a tough spot at the moment. But you know, I think. You know, we, we all want to, we want to see all the Australian teams going well. No one wants to see a, a no. team that's, you know, when you're playing them, you think, oh, great, that's the buy for us this week. We're going to pick up the points. So you want all teams to be competitive. And I, I think the Brumbies are certainly the standard at the moment. The Reds are pretty good. Um, then probably the Waratahs force are pretty even at the moment. So um, the perennial question that's asked, and uh, Fitzy even alluded to it when I was talking to him yesterday, is the number of teams that Australia has. Um, if you talk to Ben Darwin, which I know you have, um, you've mm. had him on your show, uh, and, and you know, he, he looks at a whole range of matrices and um, mm. you, know, come, you come to the inescapable conclusion, I think, that Australia has got too many teams. Um, where do you sit on that? Oh, sorry. Um, I should. I should just before I, I ask you to answer that question. I, I have been on record, and I might have even said it when I was on your show that I believe Australia's got too many teams. But the, one of the teams that should not go is the Western Force, right? Because they've for a whole lot of reasons. One, it's very strong there. Uh, two, you've got a good backer in um, you know in, in the guy that Andrew uh, Forrest, Andrew yeah. Forrest, Twiggy. Um, and um, oh, I'm wearing now that he owns a uh, an outfitter. I'm actually wearing one of those. Oh, yeah. RM Williamson, nice. RM Williams <laughs> shirt, yeah. uh, but it's in the New South Wales colours. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Do you have a view? Yeah. Look, oh, and yes, and Ben Ben Darwin. He was one of our favourite guests. He's just a fascinating guy, and and, and yeah, all those uh, matrix and indices and the figures and the stats and the cohesion that he talks about. Oh, he was great. We could have spoken to him for hours. He was a, a really interesting fella. But in terms of the the teams, oh, I I think that Australia needs five teams only because the code. The code in Australia is shrinking. There's no doubt about that. Um, we're competing against AFL and we compete against the NRL. So if rugby's footprint needs to be as big as it can be, and we're only talking about five professional teams, NRL's got, um, look, I don't know, what have they got, 14 or, or 16 teams? The, yeah. the AFL is, is similar. So all rugby's asking for is five. And, and I think we should be able to pull together five teams and if we can't well there's a problem that the code is doing something wrong in terms of recruiting recruiting kids to play the game and then the code's doing something wrong in terms of trying to hang on to the kids to keep playing the game so five teams is not a lot of teams when we're talking about a, a, an entire code in a country the size of australia and so, and i think no, yeah sorry mate no no i was going to say it is a lot of teams when when in schools the games really only played in the gps schools in um, new south wales and queensland 
um, a little bit, but not much in in um, in Victoria. And uh, I don't know about the Western Australian uh, scene in respect of schools, but uh, and of course the ACT that it's played in some schools there. But the number of schools that play it. And the participation in those schools is dropping because a lot of dropping, those schools yeah. now are playing other sports and they're giving them much yeah. more choice. My, so, my so son, the, sorry, my son went to shore and, you know, so I know how many rugby teams they had back in his day and how many they've got now. So when you've got a shrinking pool to choose from, it's difficult. Yeah, it is. But, and, and I think they've got to look at why, why have those numbers of teams dropped off? What, what's caused those teams like shore to not to have you know the the firsts from the first right down to the the tenths or whatever it might in the, in the first yeah. fifteen right down all those A through to K whatever it might be so so why has that happened because there's obviously a problem because yeah as, as when I was going through school like, there was a competition called the Waratah Shield yep. which um, was a massive schoolboy competition in New South Wales I don't even know if that exists anymore and there was a hundred well, something schools yeah. played in that thing so I used to so referee it mate. I used to referee that stuff, yeah. And I always and, knew when I was refereeing one of the state schools because they'd look at me they, and they'd say, sir, which side do you want me to put the ball into the scrum? <laughs> <laughs> but it, but yeah. no, you're right. The Waratah Shield it was, was terrific. I used to enjoy refereeing it. You know, it was during the week. It was in between weekends. Um, but, you know, we so many issues, aren't there, surrounding the reasons behind that. Yeah, and even even club footy. So I, I grew up in Eastwood, so I went to right. Marish Brothers Eastwood, which was a rugby league school. Um, we played in the the MCC competition against St Pat's of Campbelltown, or St Greg's Campbelltown, and St Patricia Brothers Fairford. All the good league schools, but all the guys playing rugby league played rugby union on the weekend because we we're in the Eastwood district, yeah. and the guys played for. And, and in my local, I think there was five uh, junior clubs in Eastwood. There was Hillview, Central Eastwood, Epping, um, Beecroft, whatever it might have been. Now I think. There might be one, if if that. There might not be any junior clubs. I think I think there might be one. So you've got to look at as how how has rugby let that happen? And I think if we if we take away one of the professional teams, you're, you're shrinking that footprint even further. I think you've got to have a few years of pain hanging on to those five teams, and then again build from the bottom up to fill those teams, as opposed to cutting those professional teams and be content with a smaller number of feeder teams. For me, it's got to come the other way around. You've got to just put up with the pain, but then work on that bottom line, that bottom base of that period pyramid to then fill those five. Because I know that I know that there are enough kids in Australia to fill those five teams. We've just got to get them playing rugby. Playing rugby. So um, out there in the West, um, I don't want you to get into politics, but how difficult has it been over there with um, the complete lockdown of... <laughs> it's been... It's been very interesting because it, it i mean a lot of people have spoken about you know wa should secede from the rest of the country anyway and and that's what it's, it's honestly felt like that for the last two years because it's you haven't been able to leave the place and then you haven't been able to get back in so it has been locked off and look and i can understand um our, our covid has been compared to the rest of the country has been amazing in terms of the number of cases the number of uh deaths the number of people in hospital it has been fantastic but it did get to the point where we needed to learn to live with it and that's where we're kind of we're doing that now but still we're under restrictions and even the confusing confusing thing about it which is the, well, the the main frustration was if mark we were meant to open on the 5th of february 
And then when Mark McGowan's come out and called it a late night press conference on a Thursday night, just before February 5, everyone's gone, oh, here we go. Yeah. And then he's announced that we're not opening and it's indefinite. And, it, and that's where he lost a lot of voters then because up until that point, you know, all leaders have to make decisions that not everyone's happy with. And this, this guy led, and I'll give him the credit because he led despite all the abuse he was getting. He said, yeah. this is what we're doing. And I'm the leader and this is what we're doing. And so all respect to him. But then when he changed his mind, on that February 5, that's where a lot of people thought, oh, now, mate, you're taking the piss because it's just become all about you. Even though it wasn't, but that's how it seemed. Yes, so it, even even with rules, so there's the Rottnest Swim, which is a, a swim from uh, Cottesloe across to Rottnest Island. That went on about oh, maybe four weeks ago. Last weekend, then the new restrictions have come on once he's opened up saying you can't have more than 500 people at an outdoor event. So on the weekend was the State Surf Lifesaving Championships. And Surf Lifesaving themselves in their own report wrote that there was a thousand competitors and that went ahead. This weekend, there's meant to be a, another swim called the Port to Pub, which is from Fremantle to Rottnest. Yeah. That has now been, that's been cancelled because it's got too many people that are meant to be on the beach at the same time. But on the same weekend is the Nippers Junior Surf Lifesaving State Championships, which is probably going to have a thousand people as well. So yeah. there's so much inconsistency. And then you can have 30,000 people at Optus Stadium to watch the West Coast Eagles play, but you can't have 500 people on a beach to do a swim in the morning. So there's a lot of frustration. There's anger, which is probably a little bit too far, but there's frustration just at the the inconsistencies with the rulings about what what you can and can't do. But look, now the borders are open. Um, it's it's a lot better because you know you can jump on a plane. I'm going to, to Sydney tomorrow. Um, it's nice to be able to if you need to get away, you can get away and then come back without the whole 14 days of quarantine. So it's it's been a pretty tough couple of years. But you know, as Mark McGowan keeps saying, the number of deaths that we've had have, has been minimal. And, you know, if it's someone, a loved one that's been kept alive, well, you can't really, you know, blame him for the decisions he's made. No, no, except that there's this uh, sort of hidden cost of it. And that is the number of people who may have committed suicide, the families that have broken up. Oh, the mental health. Yeah, and, and all the mental absolutely. health issues and all that sort of Stuff thing. Stuff you don't see. Nobody, yeah. And nobody mentions it. And that's one of the big issues that we have here in New Zealand, because we, we are still locked down in this place. Although the, yeah. now she's changed her mind and, and she's going to open it up because she's down to around about 30% in the polls. So the only right. thing that's changing in here are the polls, you know. It's the polls. Uh, that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's I, I'm not, yeah, I mean, that, that mental health side, yeah, is especially for some, for people that are isolated and, and don't have family that need, want to get to them and not being able to. Look, I, yeah, I could, I'm, I'm lucky. Mine have all moved across here to Perth. So I, oh. I'm very lucky in that regard. But I, but I can, can imagine it would have been extremely difficult especially if you're young you know you had a baby your first baby yeah. or or there's there's you know some some horror stories about um people that couldn't get across to a funeral or you know there was a young kid committed suicide and the parents weren't allowed to go across and, and bring yeah. their child home horrible stuff like that but it's um that's yeah, a look, huge it's and there's a like, huge cost of that stuff yeah um yeah. so mate i uh, just last point i i just i i actually managed to get across about a year ago, I think, um, I was looking at a sort of a business thing with the Optus Stadium. Yep. Uh, and, uh, mate, that is a magnificent stadium. It's, it, it is, it is, is it's, it's beyond fantastic. awesome, mate. It's just yeah. 
phenomenal. It, and it's, it's, it's such a, I mean, it was a very controversial when Colin Barnett, the former premier, decided to build it. Because everyone, you know, you're always going to get knuckleheads saying, yeah, oh, sure. we should be spending the money on hospital schools, whatever, which, you know, which is true. But, but you, need a, you need a good stadium. Just, you just need yeah. one. And it, it went ahead. And the location of it's fantastic near the, down on the river in that, that, yeah. that precinct where the casino and the, the hotels are. And, and the ground itself, you're right, it is, it, it's just a brilliant place to watch sport. And all the, we went to the, the Bledisloe that was played here, um, the first one in must have been 20, God, 2019, it might have been now, that yeah. the first one where Australia uh, had that crazy game where they destroyed the All Blacks, even though they're down to 14 men, we don't worry about that. No, no. Australia just smashed the, smashed the All Blacks. And we were going to go to, there's a pub called the Camfield, which is the largest pub in the Southern Hemisphere, just outside the ground. And we got to the ground early before the gates opened. We were going to go to the campfield, but the campfield was packed. So we thought, we'll go into the ground when the gates opened. So we went into the ground. And, and all the way through the ground, there's all these little different bars and eateries yeah. that you can, you can meet and sit at, have your beer, and you can just wander out and, and still see the ground and then come back in. And it's easy to get around. The seating's great. It's a really steep, even though it's uh, circular, it's very steep. So you're actually quite close to the ground even for rectangular um con configuration so yeah the, i mean the, and i had mates come across from the east coast to watch that Bledisloe game and they just walked away thinking that that oval and that ground is magnificent and it's a it is it's a real credit to to the state government and the architects and everyone that pulled it together because it's a it's a brilliant venue i've been having discussions with them about a business idea um which and which is um you know you'd be aware of um these sort of shared office spaces right you know yes that you can you can just go and rent and things like that yep one of the best venues for that doing that would be the corporate boxes in somewhere like um yeah yeah the, not only that stadium but all stadiums all around the world and um yeah correct so so we're we're sort of looking at that it's because of covid it's been put on hold a bit but yeah, so if you're if you're coming to uh, going to perth and you're looking for for an office, for to, an office. To, to rent for the day or something you can you can go there and you can overlook and the a, ground and what a great place because I've, I've been to a couple of functions there yeah. and when you when you get to the ground when it, even like when it's empty it's just a function but yeah. there's just something special about that venue when you're yep. looking out at those seats the grass and the, the goalposts it's it'll be a fantastic place a great idea if you need a, a wa representative I'm off, I'm, mate i'm available so keep me in mind i will no doubt about that mate listen it's been fantastic talking to you um you know i'm uh, you know i'm I found out a bit about how you do your podcasting and a bit about rugby in western australia so you know i'll um i'll get this edited and uh we'll get it up on youtube i'll let you know when i can yeah, get that thank done. you and uh, uh, mate, we'll look, we'll look forward to having you back on the rugby wrap because you, it was you're an interesting bloke to talk to, and I would like to find out more about your 11s and how that's progressing. So um, we'll certainly be returning the favour in the next couple of weeks. Okay, mate, no problems, and I will send the stuff to 11s when I get off here. Perfect. Thanks, Moff. Good to talk to you. Yeah, and great to talk to you too, mate. Bye.